In this episode, I sit down to talk with Ian Ryan about weight loss, how to get yourself into the game, and why it's so important to be fearless and healthy. Get ready to get yourself in shape because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big change. Today's song is Sweet Amnesia by Coco and Emerald, and I chose it mostly for the incredibly unique and energetic chorus. Beyond that, though, it's a great song with beautiful vocals and a fantastic composition. Check out the artist and let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and before we jump into the show, let's just address the elephant in the room, shall we? I have been absolutely terrible at publishing lately. I won't make any excuses for it. There's just been a lot going on outside of the podcast, and while I love doing this show, I do have to prioritize the things that pay my bills. But with that said, I want to try harder to release these episodes consistently, so I hope you can be patient with me as I figure out how to make this all work. So with that out of the way, my guest today is Ian Ryan. Ian is a fellow podcaster and friend of mine, and a little while back, he had me as a guest on his show, Fearless and Healthy. Well, after we spoke on his show, I realized that I absolutely had to get him on as a guest here. Seriously, the guy is an absolute treasure trove of valuable information and experience, and this episode does not disappoint. In this episode, we talk a lot about fitness, the mind-body connection, the role your health plays in your ability to succeed in other areas, and he gives you a simple step-by-step approach to getting yourself on track. To view the show notes and resources for this episode, as well as to connect with Ian, head over to my website at www.gregclunas.com. So without further ado, here is my interview with Ian Ryan from the Fearless and Healthy Podcast. All right, so on the show today, we have Ian Ryan. Ian is the host of Fearless and Healthy, and I'm going to pass the mic over to him because I just want to hear him introduce himself and talk about what he's trying to do on the podcast. But before that, Ian, thank you for being on the show. How are you doing today? Greg, I'm excited to be here. Look forward to this conversation. Yeah, man, we've been trying to make this work for a little while. So I'm pumped that we're finally making it happen and you're on the show. So where... What are you trying to do right now? What is your main project? What are you working on? 
So I'm really passionate, you know, Greg, about my podcast. I launched it uh, in December of 2015. So we're almost 80 80 episodes in. And, you know, I found a big gap in the fitness industry. You know, a lot of people, they preach, you know, fat loss supplements and, you know, get fit quick things. And, you know, I just really got burned out on listening to that, you know, and I felt like there was so much more behind living a healthy, active lifestyle, this whole element of the mind-body connection. You know, I've been a personal trainer, and I'm sure we'll get into more of my background going into this interview, but my main goal is just to help people who are, you know, living a busy lifestyle realize how important their health is and how much it impacts every other area of their life. So that's the message that I really try to get across on my show and my coaching programs. And, you know, I hope to reach people on a bigger scale and help deliver this to a lot of people around the world. So is that where the the initial concept for the podcast came from was a way to sort of take this core message and spread it to a wider audience? You know, it was that for sure, Greg. I felt like, you know, the podcast was going to allow me to reach more people, you know, and I, I thought that it was a good medium to do that. But the core elements behind the show in general are one, you can't do you can't be your best self without your health. Right. I mean, how can you really perform if you're not taking care of your body? And I firmly believe that that's such an important component of, of living life to your fullest potential. And the other thing is, you know, if you let fear really hold you back from going after the big things in life, you're not going to get very far. So those are the two core elements behind the podcast. And then we really dive deep in the show on the whole mind-body connection and different elements of personal development and fitness and nutrition as well. Ah, so that's where the name comes from, yeah. Fearless and Healthy. That makes so much sense now. Um, so, so then let's dive into your background. Uh, I know that you primarily work as a fitness professional. So tell us a little bit about that. How did you get into, well, first of all, why fitness? Why is that the core piece of your message? You know, really, Greg, the way I got into it is I was in college and I didn't work out at all. You know, I was a skinny kid growing up, never worried about my weight or anything like that. And then I went away to college my freshman year at West Virginia University put on about 20 pounds, came home. Everyone was like, what happened to Ian? Like, you know, he put on all his weight. And, uh, you know, I realized, wow, I really got to do something about this. I didn't have much confidence. I was always a confident kid growing up in high school. And then, you know, once you go to college, you put on some weight, you don't know anybody. I was like, man, I really got to do something about this. So that's kind of where my fitness journey began. And it really helped me in so many different areas of my life, you know, develop more confidence in my ability to, you know, go out and meet people and all of those different things, I felt better. But the reality is, is I didn't really realize how much fitness impacted your mind until I got into my mid to late 20s. You know, I worked in the corporate fitness, or I mean, I'm sorry, the big box gyms. I ran almost every position and learned, you know, the ins and outs of personal training and management and stuff like that. Um, but then I had some things happen in my life, Greg, that you know, really tested me for a lot of different reasons. And we can get into that if you want to in this show. But it was during the... Yeah, I would love to actually. So really, really quickly, what were those things? Like what was going on at this time that really helped you to make this shift? Yeah. So, you know, I after I kind of uh, got out of the big box gym, I started my own personal training business. And, you know, I had some level of success, but, you know, there was still a lot of 
things going on in my head. I had a lot of limiting beliefs around, you know, what I could do with my life outside of that. I felt like I had a bigger calling, but I didn't know exactly if I was capable of doing some of the things that I wanted to do. And I let fear kind of hold me back from that. But in January of two, uh, I'm sorry. Yes. And, uh, January, 2015, I lost my brother tragically. Um, and it really made me dig deep and ask myself some of the big questions in life about what I was doing. And during that time, when I was kind of mourning the death of my brother, I got into a lot of fitness. I used fitness and personal development to really keep me grounded, you know, and I realized how much taking care of your body can affect not only your body, but your mind, especially during a time where you're going through adversity, you know, and I, I realized that some of these things that had helped me during difficult periods of my life, I wanted to share those because I know there's a lot of people out there that are struggling and it might not be, you know, a death of a family member, for example, but it could be, you know, something in their life that really is holding them back from doing anything, you know, with meaning. So I wanted to show them just how much fitness taking care of your body, being present, all the things that I try to teach in my, uh, on my podcast and as well in my coaching programs could help really shift so many different areas of people's lives. And that's kind of where I am today. You know, longtime listeners of this show know that the core concept that we talk about here isn't uh, specifically fitness or nutrition or finances or, or any one area. It's the idea that when you decide to take charge of one of those areas, it bleeds into the rest of your life, right? Absolutely. And that seems to be what your core message is as well, is when you take charge of your fitness, it's going to have incredible effects in all other areas. Um, can you talk a little bit about a time in your life when you've seen that play out? Oh, absolutely. You know, I can tell you right now that there's been a lot of times that, you know, for, for periods of my life, I've kind of been with, or got out of my workout routine a little bit, you know, and uh, especially like after my brother passed, there was about a month period where I stopped working out. And I noticed, obviously, I was I was dealing with a difficult time. But I started to notice how much it was affecting all these different areas of my life when I just wasn't moving and putting the right nutrients in my body. And then I started looking back, you know, and I started to really become co consciously aware of, of this situation. And I realized that so many times in my life, my business suffered and my creativity and my productivity, all of those things suffered when I wasn't taking care of my body. So for example, you know, if I was running out the door uh, with a cup of coffee and I didn't put the right nutrients in my body, all of a sudden, all these other things seemed out of place the rest of the day. And it was like this this compound effect, right? So the more I looked, uh, the more I realized that, you know, the more I realized how important it was to really take care of myself. So, you know, what, one of the things is, you know, especially with nutrition is the foods that we put in our body. I mean, we got to treat our bodies like a machine, right? And a lot of times if we're stuffing our face with the wrong foods or we're not hydrating, it's going to affect all of these different areas. And I've seen it happen to me so many times before. So, Ian, what I want to get into now is a little bit about the podcast. So you you obviously have a background in this space and you came to this realization and in, in after you're losing your brother, you started to reevaluate your life and where 
you were and what role fitness played in it. And then you launched the show in order to help spread that message further. So what has happened since? What what has changed since then? Well, the podcast has been a crazy, you know, experiment almost. I decided that I was going to move across the country and launch this thing. I moved out to San Diego and, you know, I launched. I had a semi-plan, but I didn't have all the pieces in place. And since that time, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs. There's been a lot of good that's come out of it. And there's been some things that haven't gone exactly the way that I thought they were going to go. But that being said, by launching the podcast, you know, I've learned a lot about myself. And I've also been able to connect with so many different amazing people from around the world, you know, and, and I've got a chance to build a community and learn what that's all about. So, I mean, what I can say is, Sometimes, you know, you just have to take the first step before you necessarily have all the pieces in place. And that was very much the case with the podcast. You know, I thought about doing it for so long. Um, I actually thought about launching a show twice before and never made it happen. And finally, you know, you just have that thing that comes across you. You're like, I got to make this happen. So I launched it and just kind of see where things uh, would take me. And since then, like you said, you know, we're almost uh, 80 episodes in now. Um, the, the show is going strong. Uh, I've, I've learned a lot along the way. Um, I would say that the number one thing that, you know, I, I've enjoyed about the process is the amazing people and connections that I've been able to meet from launching the show. And then also just getting a chance to communicate with people that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to working in a brick and mortar fitness type business where I wasn't, you know, sharing my message online. Um, so that's kind of where we're at, Greg, you know, uh, you know, I'm excited to see where everything goes and uh, what the future holds. So let's talk about the the people aspect of this. Uh, you just mentioned that you've been able to connect with so many people. And I know that your show is is very interview driven. But have you had the chance to speak with listeners? Yes, I have. You know, I've ran uh, surveys and I also have a Facebook community that I run. And it's an it's a great way to uh, to just engage, you know, by running yeah. a survey, I'll kind of get some feedback as to what my listeners like to uh, hear about. And it's been very interesting to me because being able to engage, I realize that sometimes the topics that I want to talk about aren't necessarily the topics that are aligned with, you know, what people want to learn about. So right. um, by doing that, you know, I've, I've kind of been able to craft out my message more specific towards the audience that wants to listen. So what I've realized is that people are super interested in this whole mind-body connection. You know, they really want to dive deeper into that. And uh, that's what I've really learned from so many different people. And the amount of people that struggle with, putting together a simple fitness routine is incredible to me. You know, just starting every day from a positive state, building small habits in your life that lead to, you know, success down the road. Um, so it's it's been a really cool experience being able to engage with people. And I've learned a lot about, you know, instead of putting out a message that I think people want to listen to, I've actually been able to take a step back and really try to deliver something that hits home with them. So you just mentioned that, that one of the things you've noticed is that people really struggle with putting together a very basic fitness routine that will allow them to just get started, right? Take those first steps. Uh, why do you think that is? You know, I think people get overwhelmed and a lot of times they look at the journey ahead and they think that they have so far to, to go that they never get started. You know, for example, right. you know, if someone's been in a corporate uh, job 
and they've been working a nine to five. They let themselves go. They have 50, 60, 70 pounds to take off. They look at that journey, you know, and they're, they, they never take that first step. You know, they get really overwhelmed when really it's building simple habits in your life and building momentum over time that I've seen really, you know, the people that have success, they don't try to tackle it all at once, you know, but I think what happens a lot of times, Greg, is when people neglect their health for long periods of time, it becomes even harder to get started on that journey, you know, and, yeah. uh, and being around, you know, like, for example, if you're in a corporate setting and you're working in an office with tons of people that are out of shape, they're not taking care of their body, they're eating donuts every morning, whatever it may be, you know, a lot of times you're a product of your environment too. So instead of taking care of your health, you're going out to happy hour every, every day with your friends or whatever it may be. And then it can get so difficult to get on the right track. So that's why I think people struggle, you know, is, is just really getting into it. And once you can kind of craft out some rituals and habits in your life around living a healthy lifestyle, I think everything becomes easier from there. So what you're saying is that bagel Mondays aren't a good way to lose weight? <laughs> Probably not the best way to do it, you know, <laughs> try to have uh, your bagel on occasion. I mean, I know I like to do that every now and then, but, you know, you want to be consistent most of the time and definitely, you know, start every week from a positive state. So I try to do, you know, a Sunday ritual where I'm, you know, now fitness for me is kind of ingrained in my, my daily behavior. I've been at it for a while, but you know, one of the things that I do with my clients, Greg, is I always try to have them do a Sunday review, right? Cause a lot of times if you have this hectic lifestyle and you don't know when you're going to fit in the workouts, just consciously looking at the week ahead and trying to craft out 30 to 45 minutes, three to four days a week, just to find some time for your health it makes it less overwhelming, right? You can fit it in the slots where you might have some time and then you're like, wow, this, I, this is manageable. I can do this, you know, instead of yeah. just trying to react and be in the middle of your week and try to fit it in, you know, consciously looking at the week seems to be really helpful for people. Yeah. So it's the difference between having a clear plan that, that you can then act on without having to put much thought into versus uh, just waiting for the opportune moment, right? Absolutely. 100%. So let's uh, let's get into some practicalities here. Let's pretend that uh, I desperately want to lose weight or or get into better shape or or even just just be healthier overall, right? And I used to work out in the past. Maybe I fell off the wagon, haven't worked out for three months. What are the first five things you recommend I do to? to step back into the arena and start making some progress? That's a really good question. Yeah, let's start. Let's let's give people the step by step. Right. So one is I always say, you know, you got to get your day off to the right start. You know, I mean, it's simple, right? Everyone talks about breakfast, but I really, truly believe it's so important that you start your day by putting the right nutrients in your body. And here's two reasons why that's so important. One, you can get your fat burning engine into overdrive and really boost your metabolism if you start your day by eating healthy fats and protein as opposed to processed carbs. And a lot of people say, well, where's my energy going to come from? Well, you can actually get energy from things like coconut oil, right? And almond butter and things that are almost like brain food as opposed to like granola cereal. So if you're going to be in the, in the morning, if you want to get your day off to the right start, I recommend doing like a green smoothie with protein. Super simple. Build a habit around it. You know, challenge yourself to doing seven days of this and you'll start to be more conscious. Also, then what happens is by starting your day off on the right track, 
you're going to make better decisions the rest of the day, right? Because you took control as opposed to starting to react to the world around you. A second thing is just start moving every single morning. So everyone's like, well, I'm not a morning person. Really, you don't have to get a huge workout in in the morning, especially if you've been out of the flow. So do something like an active stretch, a light jog around the block, some interval cardio, which would just be changing the pace between, you know, a low moderate brisk or low low intensity walk to more of like a high intensity jog. You know, that'll be doing wonders for your heart rate. So that's like a powerful one two punch. Just uh, getting your body moving in the morning before you go out the door to work and then also drinking a green smoothie. Uh, The third thing I would recommend is planning your workouts in your week, right? We just touched on this before, but it's super important. If you're out of the groove, take some time, right, and really plan your workouts and track your progress. This is going to make you more consciously aware of what you're doing, and it's also going to be front of mind, right? You know, I don't know what your thoughts are on tracking, but I know for fitness, especially if you've been out of the groove, one of the things that really my, my coaching clients have success with if we start any type of program is we start to track those results. And now they're always thinking about the fitness, right? It's, they they want to do it. They're excited about it. They can, you know, track their progress on paper and it doesn't become so overwhelming because they're not wondering where they're going to get it in. And then, you know, strength training, I always recommend, you know, getting back into it. I always say, you know, you don't need to spend two hours in the gym to get results. So especially for, uh, I know a lot of your audience, they're busy professionals, they're working. Just know that a quick 30 to 45 minute workout is really all you need. You don't need anything more than that. It's actually more effective to have short, intense workouts than spending, you know, an hour and a half to two hours on a piece of cardio equipment. So honestly, um, it doesn't have to be a, t- a huge time sucker, right? You really have to think yeah. about it. In just 45 minutes, allocate three to four days a week, and you know, you're know you off to a great start. And then the last thing- So real quick yeah. before we jump into that last one, uh, on that number four piece, how do you feel about, um, and, and we've done an episode on this, but for those of us who maybe can't find the 30 minutes out of the house, but but could carve it out if we stayed in, how do you feel about like calisthenics and things that you can do in your home? Absolutely. I mean, you can put together so many different routines in your house, Greg, especially if it's just overall health and fat loss you're concerned about. You know, do some body weight movements, right? Push-ups, uh, you know, planks, uh, body weight lunges. I mean, there's all types of different things you can do and create a little circuit workout in your house. You don't need much space and you can set it up and do something in about 20 minutes. I mean, you really don't need a lot of equipment. People overcomplicate the crap out of things sometimes. So that would be a great place to start would just be to do some calisthenics, like you said, some active stretching or some body weight stuff in the comfort of your own home. Um, that's a great place to start. Beautiful. So then that number five piece. Yeah. You know, the, the number five piece is, is really, let's see, what do we hit on? We hit on interval, we hit on uh, strength training. We hit it on the morning smoothie. I'm trying to remember uh, what the last piece to the puzzle would be here. Um, you know, the, the last thing that I would really recommend, man, is just realizing that it, it's, it doesn't have to be a complex thing at all. Like just, just make it happen. Take small steps in the right direction and be consistent with it. You know, a lot of people are trying to get over or they're trying to get big results overnight, but realize that the person that works out two to three days a week 
over the course of a three-month period is always going to have more success than the person that hits it super hard for two weeks and then falls off for two weeks and then gets back on the train. So consistency you know, beats massive action in fitness for like a week, a week on and a week off every single time. So, you know, just craft out the time and make it happen without overcomplicating everything. That's solid, man. Um, and that num that number five almost sounds like, uh, going back to that mind body connection that, that you brought up earlier, right? Absolutely. I mean, 100%, you know, I think the, it just it really goes into that whole mind body connection what you'll start to realize is once you build these consistent patterns around your health you're going to start noticing effects in all these different areas of your life i mean all my a lot of my clients have have told me you know that ian i feel so much more productive at work because i started my day from you know a positive state of mind i have more energy because i drank that green smoothie i'm not crashing yeah. you know so i think it, it really comes down to that like you said the whole mind body uh, connection. And I also find that when I'm doing these things in the morning, I have more creativity throughout my day, as opposed to, you know, having some energy and then crashing later in the day. Yeah. So for the listeners out there, what I've found has really helped me and uh, Ian, I'd actually love your input on this, you know, feel free to tell me I'm wrong if I am. But uh, I read a really great book about two years ago titled I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. And the core concept of the book is to fix your finances by removing human error, right? So you find ways to automate the different things that need to get done. And, and so since then, I've been applying that concept to other areas of my life, including fitness and nutrition. And for me, the best hack that I've found is to start my morning strong. And, and this, is, this kind of goes back to your number two, you know, having that shaking the, shake in the morning, having something that is healthy and, and good for you in the morning. But once you find that thing, you then create a system that allows you to not have to make the decision anymore. All of a sudden, it's automated. You wake up, you have your shake. And maybe that system is making it the night before, so it's sitting there waiting and all you have to do is grab it. Or maybe that system is for me, having the exact same thing every single morning removes any required thought. So, so Ian, do you think that is a, a good system to sort of hack against our own ability to make the wrong decisions when we're tired or in a rush or whatever it is? I love it, you know, and this is why, you know, it, it, decisions take a lot of energy, right? They really do and a lot of brain power and you want to eliminate having to make a million different decisions. So I think simplifying the process is a really good strategy. Now, once it becomes so ingrained in your daily behavior, like for example, for me, you know, I do, I, I switch off between things like smoothies and egg white omelets. But what you just mentioned is exactly the number one thing that I start doing with every single client that I start working with. It's let's get the green smoothie thing dialed in so you don't have to think about it, right? It just, we want to simplify the process. If you want to load your Nutribullet, for example, up with the spinach, the kale, the fruit the night before and just have it sitting there in the refrigerator. So you have to do is add a mixer and some chopped ice. Do that, you know, it's, it's super simple. And uh, like you said, it just, it makes everything so much less stressful when you can simplify everything. And I think you can do this around every area of your life, including your health. Absolutely. And um, last summer or no, last April was when I personally started taking my fitness much more seriously. And my goal at the time 
was to get to this point, and, and I'm saying this because I think it might help a lot of the people listening here, but I wanted to get to the point where uh, working out and eating healthy was my default activity, right? I so if I wanted to stray from that default activity and have a donut, that would be okay because I know that 95% of my meals go back to this default as opposed to where I think most people live is their default is the unhealthy thing and then they choose to eat something healthy at some point in their life. You know, I like that. I really do. And here's the other thing is I always try to tell people like in regards to your fitness and health, you don't want to build negative associations around it. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm not a big diet guy or someone that tries to preach, you know, having to follow a specific macronutrient cal- or, you know, calculation and then beating myself up over it if I don't follow it because then you're going to view exercise and nutrition as this terrible thing. I mean, who wants to do that? Weigh their foods on scales, right? And do all these crazy things. So I like that. You know, be consistent most of the time. Have a default strategy where, you know, most of the time you're eating that healthy thing. But then if you have the donut or you slip up and have the slice of pizza, that's okay. You know, that you don't even have to, you can get right back up and get back on your feet. It's not going to hurt your progress too much. And, you know, then you, then you operate from a different state of mind and realize, you know, fitness, it's part of my, I enjoy living this healthy, active lifestyle and the way eating these foods make me feel. But at the same time, if you want the slice of pizza, go out and get it. Absolutely. So as we, we sort of come to, uh, pretty close to the end of this, let's talk a little bit more about that mind body connection, right? Because I think that that's something that's valuable in all areas, outside of fitness, in your finances, it all comes down to how you view it. And and your, I did an episode a little while back that was talking about how the way you view the world creates the reality that you live because you then act according to your view of the world. And and in the same way that you just mentioned, if you view your nutrition or your fitness as a chore then you're not going to take the actions required to to actually achieve those goals because it's going to be a chore. You don't want to do that. Um, so, so Ian, I would love to hear you share your own personal experiences or experiences of clients where that mind body piece really played a massive role. Yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, this is I mean, it's a great point. I think the mind body thing, Greg, is what I've what I've noticed is. I have people in the morning, I'll have them do some type of cardio. And I always tell them, you know, just get outside and be present in nature. And they're like, what what are you talking about? How does this have anything to do with fitness? And I said, look, just try this strategy. You know, I I really want to see how how it works out for you. So I'll have whatever you want to do. If you just want to go for a walk outside and get moving, uh, whether it's a jog, just, just be present, get outside, start your day from a positive state of mind. And they'll go outside, you know, they'll, they'll do this, they'll implement this strategy, and they will come back and say, Ian, not only do I feel amazing, you know, not only do I have more energy, but I just had these amazing thoughts come to me, you know, these, these creative thoughts, just getting the body moving every single morning correlates to all these other things. And now, you know, what will happen is a lot of my clients, even if they don't get their workouts out or done in the morning, They'll start every day by taking a 20 to 30 minute walk outside and just thinking about the day ahead, getting that body moving all of a sudden now correlates to a strong mind, you know? So it's amazing 
to see these habits really start to affect different areas of their life and having them buy into it has been an amazing, amazing thing to watch. Yeah. And for me personally, I've found that, you know, my biggest focus right now, even outside of fitness is, uh, as, as many of you know, I am self-employed and this is my first 12 months doing that. And so my biggest goal was how can I survive the next 12 months self-employed and make sure that I never have to miss any payments? And, and so that's where my focus goes. And what I've noticed is that when I start the day with that, not even exercise specifically, but that movement piece, that forgetting about my brain and forgetting about all the things I need to stress about and just using my body it puts me in such a good place for my workload for the rest of the day. So even though my focus isn't necessarily my fitness, that has almost become a requirement in order to do well in the area that I'm focused on. And one thing, Greg, and I know, I think we've actually talked about this, but another thing I'll have them do that has helped is when you're sitting down and working during the day, you know, getting up and moving around once every hour or once every couple hours and it relieves so much stress in your day and this comes back to really helping you out with your body as well because having your stress levels come down you know you're going to control your cortisol which is a hormone that is directly impacts you know your ability to lose and store fat so there's so many things that come into it um, that people don't think about you know hormone optimization is such a powerful tool and by doing these things that you don't normally think about when it comes to, you know, nutrition and exercise, you can really operate from a, such a better place on so many different levels. And Ian, I think that is the perfect point to end this on because what I want the listeners to really take away is that Ian just gave you sort of a look behind the curtain at what all of the things you can do to optimize your fitness and your health and how that affects your productivity in other areas, whether at your job or on the business or the side hustle, whatever it is. But the way that you get there, the way you get to the point where you can even start to consider that is to take the first step, follow the five extremely basic things that Ian laid out earlier. And I'm going to have those laid out for you in the show notes. So feel free to visit the website and check those out. And once you start that process, then you can start to make all the other tiny changes that push you even further. Is that correct, Ian? Absolutely, Greg. It's been a pleasure. Awesome, man. Well, listen, where can the listeners find you? What is it that uh, you think would be most valuable to them? Like just, just leave us on something strong. How can we get in touch? Absolutely. Well, you can check everything I'm doing out on fearlessandhealthy.com. And for your listeners, we can link this up, Greg. I have a fat burning blueprint guide that's actually lays out five simple steps that you can really start implementing in your everyday life to really take control of your health you know not without all the fluff right so go on over download that guide and connect with me on facebook you know i have a uh, facebook group called the fearless and healthy community and i'm pretty active in there you know i try to post some stuff um, every single day and i i'd love to connect with your listeners and Guys, like I said, I'm going to link up to all of this. So check out the website, gregclunas.com, and you'll find links to everything Ian just talked about, as well as some additional resources that can help you really take charge of, of your own fitness, your own nutrition, and all of the benefits that come with that. So Ian, again, 
Thank you so much for sharing your time, your expertise. It's been incredible having you on the show. And I know that people are going to get a lot out of this. Thanks for having me, Greg. I had a, I had a blast. Forget about you and me. That's it for episode 97. Thank you for listening. And if you like the show, please remember to leave a rating and review and to hit subscribe. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Ian Ryan from the Fearless and Healthy podcast. I encourage you to head over to his show and listen to the interview I did with him. So just do a search for Fearless and Healthy and wherever you get your podcasts. I also encourage you to visit the website at www.gregclunas.com to get access to all resources and show notes for this episode. Until the next episode, I've been Greg Clunas. And remember, all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day, every day. Got your name, don't remember where we met. We met, but what I do recall is the shit you put me through, but not you. Cause the scars are we prove that it's true.